Now from the top, make it drop. That's some bad and a mop. That's some I'm talking wop wop wop. That's some macaroni in a pot. That's some Hello and welcome to our podcast. I am joined with the lovely Church and the Hello. beautiful Rohan today. Hi guys. And we are going to be talking about all things Little Mix, so the new album. Um, and what a great year it's been for them, and talking about our top five Little Mix tracks. So let's get started, guys. So have you had a chance to listen to the new album, and what do you think? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, listen to it as soon as it dropped. Um, yeah, every track on there is is exciting. I love it. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I didn't listen for it, to it for a day or two. I felt like I'd already heard... The majority of the album by the time it came out which isn't an issue um when i first heard it i didn't like it i was expecting more but after two or three listens i absolutely loved it and i think in hindsight as well i like the fact that it's quite short as well because it feels more quality rather than quantity yeah yeah i i love 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 the ballad i'm absolutely obsessed with it it is so beautiful i cannot get over it and really hoping to release it as a single because we've not had a, a ballad since Secret Love Song and actually Secret Love Song is the only ballad we've ever had from them. So. I feel like that ballad is just so emotional in a good way. Well, maybe not when they were recording it because they sound like they're actually crying. But like you can, re- it's just so raw and they just sound so authentic. And I just think it's, it's beautiful. I don't think we've had a ballad like that from them ever. Yeah, and I think it is, it's really simple as well. Like, in terms of the lyrics and stuff, it's such a simple song, but it, it's just so beautiful, like you said, Rosie, and I think they should definitely release that as a single, especially coming up to Christmas. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah, I just hope they don't put another dead feature on like they did with Jason Derulo, because he absolutely ruined Secret Love Song with his over auditioned <laughs> voice and his body popping in the video. Like, I absolutely yeah. hated it. I mean, like, I the body popping was necessary, but I do, I mean, I prefer the solo version, but I think their version was nice as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of agree with Rosie. I think it, he was doing the most in that video, and it just doesn't go now when you watch the video, and he's, like, running up the wall and stuff. It's like, what What are you doing? <laughs> You've got to remember at the time when it came out, he was more commercially successful than them, so him being on their side yeah. kind of opened them up to a US market, well, a global market. That is true. That is true. So what other songs do you think have single potential from the album? Definitely Confetti. I think Confetti is the strongest commercial single, for sure. Yeah. Isn't that the only one that Jessie wrote as well? Oh, did she? Well, she's got writing credits on it. Yeah, I think that's the one she had. She's the only one she's got writing credits on. If I'm very honest, I don't think there are any commercial singles on there. I think Gloves Up is probably the best single potential on the album. Like, I love Confetti, but yeah. um, and I think their chorus is strong. I think Gloves Up overall is strong with the verses and the bridges, and I can imagine the music video. It's got a very Sia vibe to it, which I think really works. We're not thinking that one. I th- yeah, I do agree. I think that's, that's an anthem that is really anthemic. They can make a big video to that. And I think Jade... Um, did you see then Jade on Twitter? She uh, did she touch on how, like, what the concept could be for it on tour? She did, yeah. 
I think so I, 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 you can just imagine it, right? Sorry, I can't talk. You can imagine <laughs> it already, right? Like a boxing ring lowering onto the stage. The girls coming out in like diamante robes with their gloves on, looking fabulous. Like yeah. the, the prelude would be like all the muscly, oiled up dancers in the ring doing the most. And the girls <laughs> come out and just knock them out. And there's like, bleh, bleh, put your gloves up. Mm. Yeah, like the weird thing about the album is every song reminds me of another artist. So when I listen to Happiness, all I hear is Steps. And then I listen to um, Love's Up and I hear Sia. And then there was one other one that sounds a lot like the Pussycat Dolls. Which one is that? Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that was intentional. I don't know. It's the same song they've sampled. That's why. Yeah, they they sang Sway, didn't they? They did a yeah, remake of that. And then also, then you've got, um, is it If You Want My Love? That's very um, naughties, isn't it? Yeah, and sing. Very me of Bye Bye Bye. Guys, I, yeah. a- I don't even know them by name, so I'm going to need you to sing a little bit of it to remind me which which. You need to listen to the album a bit more. Oh, like, honestly, the more you I listen- know the songs, I just don't know them by name. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's the, it's, is it the second to last one? It's the one that sounds very 90s and noughties. Yeah, that's the one. Do you want my love? Oh, it, yeah, okay, got it. It's very that's... Samantha Mumba. I don't know where you're getting the Samantha Mumba from, to be honest. Jade said that, <laughs> that, that herself, actually, on Twitter. If you were there at the streaming party. I mean, was I was, like, yeah. but then I, I logged off when um, Perry was just sh- um, sharing 10 pictures of a dog, so. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> what was right, that? Me- Shade button. <laughs> it's my shade button. Oh. I got it for my birthday. So guys, um, you can't see what's happening. Rosie has a shade button, so if you hear that sound again, you know what she's implying. I mean, I don't mind the odd dog pitching that one again, but we <laughs> did ask questions. Can you ask questions about confetti? I sent about twenty questions all about confetti, and ten of the questions she answered were about the dog. But then people were asking about the dog. People were like, can you give us another dog shot? <laughs> Anywho, I mean, they've had a great year so far. I mean, all things considered, um, it being locked down and everything, the amount that they've managed to do is amazing. I think it's probably one of, the, one of their busiest years that I've known. And it, just, yeah. it just makes you think, like, what was the year going to be like without the lockdown? Oh. We think about it, they've, they've done, they've released a few singles, a new album, they've had the search, they've hosted the EMAs. Um, what has been the highlight for you guys and what have you enjoyed the most? Uh, I would say, I think for me it was the Meerkat show. I loved that. I thought it was so cute. Um, the performances and just them being themselves. I loved that. I think yeah. that's the best of the year as well. It was just refreshing right? that everyone's been in lockdown for so long. Obviously, the last tour was cancelled. We had no hope in life. And then it just came through and they just, yeah, they looked amazing. They sounded amazing. That was definitely my highlight too. It just left me wanting more as well. I was, I was just like, oh, I just want more of this. I loved the, um, and I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite songs, but when they did How You Do It, just refreshed the whole thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is actually a really great song. <laughs> what, Jesse's uh, beatbox? Holiday performance. Oh, yeah, that was the first ever Holiday performance, wasn't it? I mean, the performance was dry. I think Holiday is one of those songs which I absolutely love Holiday. It's actually my favourite song on the album, which I know isn't a common opinion. But I think it's just so cool and, like, 
effortless pop. And I just think vocally they sound great. Just the vibe is great. It's just so feel good. But I do think it's one of those songs that doesn't translate well live. Kind of like Destiny's Child Say My Name. It's one of the best Destiny's Child songs, but it's boring as hell live. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. I mean, there's not yeah. much they can do with a song with a beat like that, to be honest. Um, but Sweet Melody, that's a whole different <clears throat> story. Can we talk about it, please? Because I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with the video. I was actually saying to Shush, like normally when I watch one of their videos, like I watch it and then I watch it again and I'm watching it again. And I have a whole mm. marathon of watching it about 20 times in a row. And when I watch this video, I had to take like a 20 minute break to have a cup of tea and a biscuit because I was <laughs> I was so speechless and so shocked by it. I just wasn't expecting it at all. It's like everything that I've wanted from them in a video. And it's obviously we've had lockdown, so we've had a few not so good videos. I mean, holiday, let's not talk about that. Um, breakup song, they did the best they could under the circumstances. And I think they've actually pulled it back with this video. It is sick. Discuss, Rohan, what do you think? I agree. I think it's definitely their best video in a long time. They all look amazing. The choreo, they've kind of stepped it up as well. I think personally for me, what I want from them is to just sort of turn into that adult group that they want to be. I understand a lot of their fan base are very young and they have to play it safe. And obviously when you go to the concert and, you know, they're on in their leotards on the floor, pussy popping the back, it's, you know, a bit much for the children. But this is what I want from them. I want adult mix. And I feel like that video was nice. It was dark. It was moody. The choreo was sick. It was refreshing. It's just, it was perfection. And even just the song as well. I feel like it's five different songs in one, which is kind of a theme they followed for the first two singles as well. Yeah, I think every song that they've done this year has been different. And then when they dropped Sweet Melody, it was just, like you said, there were so many different layers to it. And it just, um, you just enjoy it all the way through. And then the video was just something else. It was everything that we wanted from them for years. Um, the choreo, uh, I mean, as you know, I can't stop fucking dancing to it. <laughs> I mean, so, it's uh, a travesty that we haven't had a live performance with all four of them. Oh, like, God, tell me about it. I mean, for me, it was Jade. Jade and the transitions absolutely did it for me. Like, I actually couldn't believe it. Like, think about... Let's just talk about Jade's glow up from when she was on the X Factor. And she was kind of, I think they tried to give her that whole cutesy vibe by giving her the bows. And now she's just transformed into this whole goddess. Like she is something else. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. You can tell she surrounds herself with only gays because of the way she's sassed and left about. I mean, she is fierce. She is so fierce. And it's so nice to see how much her confidence has grown. Like she used to be so timid. And even to the point where she was scared to talk in interviews, even in as recently as, say, the Glory Days era, when they're in America, she would almost start a sentence and not finish it. But now she's the first yeah. one in there. You know, when the other girls can't even finish their sentences, she's straight, she's sharp. I love it. She has glowed up so much. I think it might have been, like, around the Power era, when they filmed Power and she had the AAA girls in there. After that, and she brought the whole drag culture into everything. I think she's since then, she's just... Drag. Yeah, she's now... She's just... Her confidence is just beaming love it and, and leanne as well like, i feel like leanne's kind of gone from the one that wasn't rated so much to being probably now the high most highly rated she does the most for the fans like she's always the yeah. one posting she's active i think she's the one that like replies back to fans the most she's been the most on twitter in terms of replying to fans and the little cute voice notes on there i think you know i'm i'm quite glad she's finally 
kind of getting that recognition she deserves. And I think this is Leanne's era, in my opinion. I think it's going to be all about Leanne. It's her time to shine and be at the top. I think Leanne has definitely stepped up. Because if you look at her in the early days, she couldn't, she wasn't the best singer off the group. And, uh, you know, she didn't really do that many high notes. Her vocal ability has increased so much. I mean, we saw the start of it last um, era, but I feel like this era is just through the roof. And she just carries it. I think even just her confidence. I mean, they've all glowed up in confidence as well. But Leanne, I feel like she's coming into her own and she just looks stunning as well. I mean, she's always been obviously gorgeous. They all are. But it's like she's almost ready to embrace her confidence. And I think it's really great to see. Yep. Yeah, agreed. I mean, she's she's slayed every look this year as well. She just she's always like before you probably people probably would have overlooked her a little bit. But I think now you look at her. And in some performances, she's she's the one that's leading the way, I think. Agreed. Now, we are going to have to discuss our lovely Jessie. Um, I mean, at the time of recording this podcast, guys, it is been over a week since we last heard, we'd been told that Jessie wouldn't be attending the search or hosting the EMAs with the rest of the girls. As of now, we still don't know what's going on. Um and it's been over a week and she's been absent from social media and the launch week of confetti. Um, so I really do hope it's nothing serious. I hope she is doing well um, and taking care of herself. I mean, there is loads of rooms out there. So do we go over to Rohan? What do you think? Oh, this makes me really sad. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to talk about this yet, um, but I will. I am really gutted that she missed such pivotal moments of this era. Um, I think we kind of saw the cracking signs early on where she was disconnected from uh, like all the TV Zooms that, well, the the Zoom interviews they were doing for um, TV, for breakup song. Uh, Then it kind of seemed, I don't think she's handling lockdown very well, but also if she suffers with her mental health um, already, that's understandable. We've got to remember she went through a breakup um, she moved quite quickly into a new relationship, which I personally don't think is, you know, the best idea. So how much healing is she actually doing? But it's just sad to think that after so many setbacks, these girls are really unlucky. I feel like they have such bad luck, like from the label drama to like everything this year. And they do make the best of it. And they're hard workers. We know that. But I think by the time that window opened up, which was obviously now, missing the search final, missing the EMA hosting gig which is a big deal for them right um i think she's truly over it i think she's shown signs of being over in the past we need to remember in the get weird era she nearly quit the group when she was um going through her mental health struggle she spoke quite publicly about it obviously in the documentary and in the capital interview but then i think with her her mood is just up and down but i can also understand the frustration right they work so hard and she's been vocal about it they work so hard and they're not really at the success level they need to be at they obviously do have good success and they're the biggest uk touring group and technically now the biggest girl group in the world etc etc but when you think of little mix they still are banded into that kind of kiddie group and i don't think they get as much um what's the word they don't get as much uh recognition recognition that they deserve Yeah, and initially I did think it might have been down to anxiety. Like I thought, you know, the EMA gig is huge. And initially I thought that was going to be live. And then same with the search final. And I just thought they've not done a live performance for a while. So it could be that that's just kind of hit her nerves a little bit. 
Um, but then obviously we saw it wasn't live, so it's uh, it's clearly something a lot more serious. But you know, I think you touched on it, and you know, you know, she has suffered from a mental health from the beginning. She had the issues from the start. Um, you know, she was the one who was getting all the uh, all the crap from the X Factor days. She's had to handle it the longest, and that that builds up. So, and I think Jesse has, like said before, like the thing she enjoys most, or probably the only thing she enjoys, is actually performing. And a lot of the stuff they've been doing recently, you know, the performing has had to take a back step, and it's been more interviews to do the promo rather than performing. You know, the search that was again like a whole new role, as was the EMAs, and she did discuss how much she enjoyed being locked down and having that break and I think maybe coming out of that break realising what her, how life was before and how much probably how less pressure she must have been under coming all of a sudden back into the limelight with a new album it might have just taken its toll on her I think she was really into the search I think even with all the interviews she was obviously the most passionate when they watched the first playback she was saying it was the best thing since sliced bread which I'll be honest it wasn't but you know it's still cute <laughs> <laughs> but she really you know i think she i think she enjoys it and i think she has always been passionate about the group but i think like let's look at the timeline right so we saw in during live lounge she had a little panic attack before the second song which you know we don't know what that was really about and how frequent that is but then also in the event to her disappearance she had the big backlash on social media around blackfishing which she might have taken very, very personally. Who knows? But then also, if we think of it contextually, their album might have just been final drop for her. and She might have just been waiting for that to be released. And then it's like, I'm done. But then maybe she, this is my theory. She's in re, she could be in rehab or having extensive therapy at, from home, whatever she's doing. And maybe she'll be back by the tour. And this is why the girls aren't announcing it because they're just trying to buy time. Let's hope. Yeah. I mean, obviously we wish her all the best. We absolutely love Jessie. She gives it the most on tour. She's the one that my eyes are always drawn to when they perform, when they're on tour. She gives yeah. it that little bit extra. She, she, I think she's got that, also that sex appeal. And she is like the body. Like her body is absolutely amazing. If I could snatch yeah. any of the bodies, it would be her. She's got it all going on. So hopefully she's not leaving the band because that would be really upsetting. Um, and we wish her well and get well soon, Jessie. Hold um, on, I have a question on that point. Do you guys think they will work as a three if she was to leave? I mean, now we've you know we've seen them do a lot as a three because obviously since Jesse's been absent, they've done quite a lot in that time, and it's only been a week. We've seen them do the search and perform live. We've seen them do EMAs as a three, and you know a lot of social media activity as a three. And you know what? Yes, I do think it would work. I don't think it would continue on for long if she left because they have said before we are a four-piece, and if one of us leaves, they have said this, if one of us leaves, we'll just not carry on. I think they will probably complete this era, but I don't think they'll continue on any longer. And plus, I'd, I mean, they are really good as a three, as we've seen, but I think um, I think I'll just have PTSD if they just continue, and you know, just from Jesse leaving. So, yeah. Let's not forget as well, they are in their late 20s now. Jesse is the oldest. Um, she'll be 30 on her next birthday. I've been doing this for Leanne's 30 as well, isn't she? No, Jess is the oldest. She turned 29. Um, I hate that I know all this information. It makes me look like <laughs> <a> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> they've been doing it for 10 years. I mean, it's very rare for a girl band to carry on for this long. And they have been yeah. like consistently dropping album after album, tour after tour. They've not really had a break. I know. So it, you never know. It might be time. They might just say, it's been 10 years. Let's let's call it a day and finish on a high. I think also, um, well, we know the tour's coming up. If Jesse doesn't come, I think you're right, Shuj. I think they'll fulfill it, get their last coins and then be done. But I think, for me, it's reminding me of the Spice Girls when Jerry left and obviously the four of them carried on. And I still love them even when there was four of them by default and the same as I will with Little Mix, I'll get used to it. But it's just not the same. But, you know, what can you do? I think the difference with the Spice Girls is they were together for two years before Jerry left and we've had nearly 10 years of them being a four-piece. You know what I mean? So I think it's a bit more of a change for them to go from four to three. Um, and you can tell how much of an impact that's had because you're getting non-fans who are questioning where Jesse is as well and that doesn't normally happen if it's just someone who's been around for a short period of time so I don't think they could continue on for too long as a three and think of all the events that she's missed they've been such key big scale events right EMAs such Mm. final and I have friends who are like casual fans they might enjoy the song or you know if I offered them a ticket they would come to the show but they don't particularly care but even they're like where's Jesse? Yeah, so if they were to disband, I mean, what do we see them doing? Um, I think Jade has probably got the best, probably have a really good solo career. You know, we know she can write great songs. Um, She's got that kind of, she's got that kind of star quality. Like, it's showing, like, more recently, it's showing just how how much kind of star quality she's got. So... I definitely see Jade either in songwriting or having a solo career. A solo pop career where she releases solo music? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so either. Love oh, really? her. Yeah, like I don't I don't see any of them with a solo pop career. Me. I mean, I can see them doing projects, but not a whole career. I do see Perry in the West End. I mean, we know she loves musicals. In lockdown, there was a lot of videos out there of her. It kind of felt like she was trying to um, advertise herself to the West End when she (laughs) dropped those um, videos of her singing songs from musicals. And she's got the voice for it. So I think that could definitely be something for her. And I know it's something she would absolutely love because she's spoken about it before. I think she could do that very well. And you're right. She would would nail that. Um, Go on, Rosie. Sorry, we about to say something else. Was it no? What, what about um, Leanne? What do you think well, Leanne might let's do? Look at, like the path of the predecessors, right? I.e., the Saturdays and Girls Aloud. What are they all doing now? And I very much feel because you got okay. Let's not maybe not so much the Saturdays. I think they were commercially successful, but they weren't loved. But Girls Aloud were loved, right? They were like the yeah, they were big. What are they all doing now? Well, I mean, can I just say I don't know. If you're trying to say they've not been successful, but uh, Nicola won a talent show dressed as a bumblebee. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would she have won that if she wasn't wearing the costume, though? Um, mm. but no, obviously they've all been successful in their own rights. And even just to have the longevity for a girl group, which we know doesn't last, <coughs> Fifth Harmony, um, <laughs> it's an accomplishment, right? So I think... But, you know, as much as we love Little Mix now and as they're together, are we going to care about Jesse Nelson in five years? Probably not. I mean, I should always hold her place dear in our heart, but let's be realistic. 
when she's out of mind, out of sight, not on TV, not doing anything. So what, the Saturdays, Rochelle is a presenter, right, on ITV. Yeah. Um, Molly, I think she does, does she do radio? She does, yeah. And she just does like little okay-ish type thing. When I say okay-ish, I mean the magazine type things. <laughs> um, Cheryl obviously was hugely successful with her solo career and X Factor and then kind of left it too long, fell off. Nadine is always constantly trying and has not really had much more commercial success. But I absolutely love her. She is my favourite. Um, Sarah Harding. What's up with her breast cancer? I mean, there's not been any updates. I know it's quite, um, it's kind of, I think it's quite quite bad. Um, So she's going through chemotherapy at the minute. um, And that was her last update back in August. So we don't actually know what's happening with her at the minute, but... I was actually thinking about it today, actually, and that's why I was. Oh, I actually checked the news to see if there's been any updates, but nothing as yet. So oh, I, hope, I hope she's all right because I absolutely love Sarah. And if we look at her last accomplishment, I guess it was winning Big Brother, right? Yeah. So you looked at Girls Aloud in their peak when they were releasing singles, they were charting, they were big, they were all over the media. They were much more, uh, what's the word, talked about than Little Mix, I would say, in terms of media attention. You know, they were. Yeah. Like, pap group so would you think at the time you wouldn't think well sarah harding's going to be on big brother and the dean's going to be independent and pushing you know you just wouldn't have seen it that way and i think the reality is this is the fate for little mix um but i do agree with what you said about jade i think she would be a very could be a very successful songwriter yeah i think the difference though with girls loud and little mix also loud collectively <laughs> were a great band i think little mix talented individually amazing um amazing singers individually and each of them have you know have the vocal range to do solo stuff where i don't I think about I to say that, that. mix can actually sing yeah, yeah and i mean cheryl <laughs> managed to achieve the most in her solo career with quite an average singing voice let's be honest I would but say you know so. she was she, she was marketed in a certain way though and i think if she didn't get with ashley ashley cole I don't think she would have got into that part of the media where she was um, kind of held on really high on a pedestal, really. I think bands like Girls Aloud and Little Mix rely very heavily on that sort of media, uh, yeah, wide coverage route, right? So like loads of radio, loads of TV promotion, all these like local regional gigs in like Hallam or whatever deg area they may be. Um, they're the, they're the type of group. They're the type of group that need to be seen and get that publicity. And as long as they're present, they'll be popular. And I think Cheryl, obviously, being on X Factor was a huge thing for her because her personality was obviously amazing and it worked well for TV. I think unless Little Mix are able to secure a place in the right area, they're going to fade out. But they have the personality for it, for sure. Well, three of them. I won't say which ones, so I don't want to be mean. I mean, I think Leanne could be a great TV, TV show host. She was really good on the EMAs. They all were, to be fair. They all individually shone, but I think... I don't know. I, think... I feel like the EMAs, it was too scripted. And we know Little Mix, you know, we're big fans. Their personalities, they're so funny. They're so fun. Yeah. I think the EMA script kind of took away their actual personality and it stripped them of that, which yeah. for me just didn't make it... Authentic. I don't think it, yeah, it wasn't very authentic. They were. It was very obvious they were reading from a script. Yeah. I fully agree. I think they are so funny when they're comfortable, right? And you see this a lot in their radio interviews, particularly. Like well, when they're on TV, for example, and it might be a big show, they're quite quite shy and timid and quite responsive. But maybe that will change as time goes on. But 
when they're free capital when they're at capital they're so relaxed and fun and i think jay jay just i'll I'll just say it i don't actually think leanne's she's a sweetheart but i don't think she's got that capability to sort of present and carry but i think perry jade and jesse could fully carry their own in any kind of conversational situation yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. And I think Leanne, she is the fashionista of the group. I do see her dropping more kind of clotheslines of fashion ranges. I mean, she's got inner seashell and that seems to be doing quite well. Um, so maybe the route for her would be fashion. Maybe she'll be the Victoria Beckham of the group. And she's always looked the best. She's always dressed good. Even from when they were like around the get weird era, she was always the one styling up. So I think that's a really good route for her. And I think she could be quite cool in that as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, we are going to move on now. So I hope you're ready. I hope you've got your list ready. We're going to go through our top five little mixed tracks. So I'll start it off then with my number five. My number five is from LM5 and it is Monster in Me. I absolutely That's love it. That's a surprise. Time. I know. And I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it's massively underrated. I absolutely love this song and I know I love it because I still listen to it to this day even though I've got a whole brand new album to listen to I just think the whole haunting me haunting you the lyrics for me I think I think sometimes you like a song more if you can relate to relate to it and I feel like I can relate to that song and I absolutely love it like the vocals um the harmonies oh my god I'm just kind of gutted that we've not seen them perform that live. And it was something I really wanted them to do on the LM5 tour, which they didn't. So if by any chance a little mix are listening to this, please, just for me, I'll be front row at Birmingham. You don't have to do it on everyone. Please just perform Monster in Me for me. <laughs> you had it on the last tour. Wait, did we have it on the last tour? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we've no, never no. had a live performance. Yeah. Did they perform it in Liverpool or something? Or that radio show? Oh, Fusion Festival. No, they didn't perform it there either. They do it with, on that um, Apple Music event. Ooh. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to re-watch that to see if they performed it on there. Yeah. Well, Rosie, I hope for your sake your dream comes true, but I hope for my sake that doesn't happen. Cause that's <laughs> okay, should we'll go on to your number five. I keep changing mine. And I even just then when you were talking, I had to change it again. Okay, but I think I'm ready now. So my number five is going to be Breakup Song. I love I love this song. And I think just the whole 80s vibe and then how they make it night, like, modern. And it, it's just so... You just sing along to it every time. And I remember when it first came out, I had it on repeat and I was just listening to it over and over. I never got sick of it. I'm still not sick of it now. I just love the whole, like, old-fashioned era vibe. Yeah, it's it is really favorites. fun. So that's my number five. It's such a fun song, and I can imagine it being used in um, like a coming-of-age um, rom-com, teenage film kind of thing, playing in the background as, like, this girl gets over her first love or something. Speaking of which, I was watching uh, Gemma Collins' Diva on Lockdown the other day, and there were so many Little Mix songs licensed into that, so they are collecting their coins. Oh, yeah, their songs are played on TOWIE all the time. And they have done for years and years. Okay, guys, I think I've done my top five. Um, this is subject to change. <laughs> change it right now. So my top five, fifth, is shout out to my ex. It's the little mix anthem, isn't it? Oh. I love it. It's just, 
there was a point where I was a bit sick of it and then actually I reappreciated it again after my last breakup. And I just feel like they they just it just gets the crowd alive. It was such a big Glory Days was obviously their biggest era and it was just such a good kickoff. That X Factor performance, epic. Is that where they were in the where they wore the pink? Yeah, with the the leotards with the knee high boots and the papers and the complaints all came in calling them prostitutes. Oh god, yeah. Oh, people need to get a life, man. Imagine calling up Ofcom to be like, Little Mix looked too slutty on my TV. My child saw it. Who cares? Change, change the channel. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I'll I mean, be honest, it's never, I don't think that kids really notice this stuff like when I was growing up. But I see things now in music videos I watch, which I, I did not put an eyelid at when I was a kid. And now when I watch it, I'm thinking, how did I not notice this when I was a kid? Kids do not notice this shit. I don't think they know. I think they emulate, right? Because I remember my sister was like two years old when Beyonce Crazy in Love came out. And obviously at two, you don't know what's going on. But she used to like jump on the floor, get on the floor and start rolling and writhing around. And it was, obviously it was harmless because she didn't know. But they do. And obviously think of us as they get older, they start copying. I don't know. But I think that's the parents' problem, not Lil Mix's. I mean, I've got a 10-year-old and she loves Little Mix and she's never, ever thought I'm going to go and put a leotard on and twerk my butty on the floor because I saw Little Mix do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's because you parented her properly. <laughs> okay, going on to my number four then. My number four is another ballad. Um, I think I'm just feeling a bit uh, soppy at the minute, guys. But I have got a secret yeah, what's love wrong song. With you? Secret Love Song is my number four, the one without Jason Derulo. Yeah. So part two. Uh, I love this song because the vocals are insane, the lyrics, the fact that they're dedicated to their LGBT fans on tour. I love the whole message behind it. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm just in love with this song. And I listen to it on a regular basis still, even to this day, at least a couple of times a week. And when I'm driving in my car, I pretend I'm in the music video. <laughs> talk about the performance on the search the other day and how oh, that was just oh, it beautiful just i think that's the best they've ever sounded agreed yeah. that's the best i think that that song's ever been sung live and it's weird that there's only three of them not four and again going back to leanne's vocal glow up you could really see it in that performance yeah Should well, this is your number three no my number, number four, four. Number four, yeah, number four. Uh, my number four is Wasabi. So I was um, like toying with this like the other day, but I think after their performance on the LM5 tour and the, the whole intro and how they incorporate like Piers Morgan into it and just the whole message of the song, it's just like a big F you to everyone who's like ever tried to say shit about them or, you know, say they're not good enough or that they're going to break up. And I just think it's, it's another big anthem, and I just love it. It's such a shame that that wasn't a single, because I think that would have been another shout-out to my ex moment. Mm. And obviously, we don't know the ins and outs or what happened behind the scenes when they kind of split with Psycho. But, oh, my God, that song is... It would, it, like, it's such a shame. Like, the way they performed it on tour, the fans, the outfits, you know, the choreography. It's, you know, it's just something that I'm sure Little Mix even like hate the fact that it was never a single and you know we know that jade's been quite vocal about that i mean it was, it's jade's little baby isn't it she's the one that wrote it and then the whole fanography is so camp and so drag and yeah i'm just glad they were able to bring it to the stage 
Can we imagine what, what our music video was going to be like? Well, if they had budget, if it was anything like Holiday, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that song is just like amalgamation of Jade all over in every single way. And I agree with everything you guys said. It was just so sick. Okay, what's your number four, Rohan? Uh, the Cure. Ah! Interesting. I know. It's so hard. So my shortlist was actually a top nine. And one that... So I actually used to love Black Magic. I've always loved Black Magic. I still do like Black Magic. But since Jessie said she doesn't like it, it's made me hate it a little bit as well. <laughs> but number four is The Cure. I think it's just raw. I think it's honest. And obviously in hindsight, like when we know everything Jessie was going through at the time and just... Those moments on, oh my God, the fireworks are so loud. Sorry, guys. Just everything she was going through and just watching her cry when they're performing it. And, you know, when the album came out um, and when I was listening to it, I was going through a bit of a hard time and I think feel like I related to it a lot. And I think the most important message in that is you've always got yourself, right? And that cure always comes. And I think with mental health being so important and... Um, People just sort of struggling. I think it's just so important to sort of refocus on that and for people to hear that as well. Now, I, was, I was listening to The Cure the other day and I was thinking, oh my God, this song is messy. And I think, and it's for everyone, right? So even though Jesse was maybe at that stage, I think the most important thing to always remember is there is always, no matter how much darkness you are trapped in, there is always light. And you have to hold on to that little glimmer of light and hope and get to a better place. And it can happen and it seems so impossible, but that's the cure, right? It may be deep today on the podcast, guys. <laughs> well, <we're>... <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go on to my number three. And my number three is power. I love power because it's so fun music video is actually my favorite music video they've ever done it's that song where when it comes on in the club i get so pumped to dance to it i know the dance routine i just love it. it's another thing that's got like that anthem feel to it um it's very different like the whole like when it first came out we heard the whole motorbike motorbike and we're just like what's going on here <laughs> but it's so iconic and i think it's one of those songs that you know People will remember Little Mix 4 as well, along with songs like Shout Out to My Ex and That Magic. Love it, it's great. I feel like Power was one of my favourite performances on the Glory Days tour. And then when they did it on X Factor, they just took it to a whole new level. I think it's just so, so charged, right? And I feel like they really come alive when they perform it. And I agree, I think it's also one of their best videos. Yeah, uh, over to you, Shudge, for your number three. Oh, I keep changing my top three. It's so okay. hard, isn't it? Yeah. Like you guys have had like almost a week to prepare for this, so. It's not even that, though. It's it's like talk, hearing you talk about it and I keep changing because I just can't, I don't have a set top five. It's just it's so difficult. But I think I've decided, okay, so my number three, I'm going to go in with No More Sad Songs. What? That used to be your favourite. I know, and it, it was last week as well, but I dropped it slightly. Just, I, you know what? I just love the song. I love the video. They all look stunning. And the song is it's just one of those, like when you're in your feelings and you're feeling, you know, like you, you're just sick of your ex and you're feeling shit. You just want to sing it out your heart. And it's just, it's just one of them tracks. And I just, I just love it. So yeah, it was my number one, but I've put it down to number three today. 
I mean, I've got nothing to say on this one because No More Sad Song is the mere song for me. I'm not asked about it. I know Rosie's not a fan. I mean, I, I like enough. it. It's, all, it's, it's nice, but if I'm playing my little mixed playlist in the car and that comes on, it gets skipped. Sorry. Over to you, Rohan, for your number three. Uh, okay, so my top three was a really tight deadlock. And it depends on what day you ask me. Um, but I think actually the way I've ordered them, sorry, here's my life story. The way I've ordered them, number one, I feel like I can hear whenever and still enjoy it, but otherwise they rotate. But number three is wasabi. Oh. It's, it's very tight and everything you said about it earlier is valid. I think it's just sick. I really hope for the next tour that they do a brand new choreography to it. But. Yeah, we know it was the single that got robbed and the little mix gem that we didn't deserve. Cool. Um, we don't need to go through my number two then because my number two was Wasabi. Nice. I love that we all had it in our top five though. Oh, how could you not? It's an absolute banger. So we'll go over to your number two, Shudge. Oh, my number two. Okay. Um, ooh. Oh, I'm just thinking, how do I change it with my number one? Uh, okay. Number two. Number two, I'm going to throw in Sweet Melody. Oh. I just think... Didn't I just think... That. Huh? Didn't expect that. Yeah, no, neither did I, because it, like, it wasn't in my top five last week. But um, I don't know. When you think of it, it's what we've wanted from them for so long. The song, I enjoy every time I listen to it. And it's, it's very different. So, like, normally you get a song and people talk about their ex or whatever, and it's always the same format. This is more of a, you know, I was in a relationship. It got a little bit crap. But the lyrics are just, it's just not very common. Like, the lyrics are not, like, overused. And then the video is just sick. And I just think, oh, it's just visually so pleasing to watch. Um, and the, lyric, the lyrics are very clever. Um, and I purposely yeah. didn't include anything from the new album because it's very easy to listen to new music. Like I said, it's like, you know, when you get into a relationship, you think that current boyfriend is the best boyfriend ever. And when you're kind of over that relationship, you you realise how shit it was. And I thought, I can't really. And I'm not saying I'm going to ever think Sweet Melody is shit because I absolutely love it. But I thought it would be unfair for me to include any of the new songs because they're so brand new and fresh. And obviously, I am going to love them a little bit more at the minute because it's brand new yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, good theory that. But so I'm... I don't think anything will be it, especially in terms of the video. I think I'll, that'll always be my favourite video now as well. Hang on, Shudge, I have a question. Was it meant to be higher before you put it where you just put it? I did have it down at number one. Gassed! Gassed! It's definitely not number one, I can tell you that now. No, but like, it wasn't number one 20 minutes ago, so it went to number one. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> so it was number five, and then it went to like four, then it went to one, then I dropped it to two. You were doing too much putting it at number one, please. Um, I, I do but, think if we were to do this this whole top five thing again in a couple of years' time, I do think, at the minute, I think Sweet Melody will make it into my top five. But again, I'm purposely not putting it in. It's very easy to put new music in um, because it's it's all new and exciting. True. What is your number two, Rohan? Oh, my God. Okay, so I really tasseled with these two. In fact, I might actually just change my mind from what's on my list. Oh my god, this is so much pressure. I will I will tassel because I feel like the one that I'm about to place in number two, sometimes I do get a bit bored of it because I rinse it so much and exhaust it to death that I need a break. 
Whereas the number one, I feel like I can listen to it whenever. Okay, so my number two, do I want to commit to making this number two? I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really <laughs> Do it. Touch. Ah! Ooh. I love Touch. Touch is, well, this is the thing. Even when I think of Little Mix, this, oh, it's too late to change it now because I'll just fuck up the whole reveal thing that we've done. But it's fine. Touch should have been number one, maybe. But. Because when I think of Little Mix, I just think Touch. I think it's so feel-good. I think Touch is actually another one of those um, holiday, say-my-name type songs. I don't think it's as good live as it is in the video. Uh, when they used to perform it in the Glory Days era, like, for example, the Capital FM ball that they did, I think it was quite sick. But these days, I do like the fact that they're remixing it and changing it up, but I don't think it slaps the way the song slaps or the way the video slaps. Like that choreo on the floor at the end. Why have we not seen them on the floor writhing? This is all I want in my life. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely gutted that they've never performed this live on tour, like the whole on the floor routine, because that is iconic in that video. And I love that routine. It is my party trick. Like I've performed it at my office Christmas party. I've done it on Broad Street on a greasy floor in Walkabout. I've done it at the Village. I've done it at the Gale. I've done it on Canal Street. You know, I absolutely love that song. It is so sick. Like, it, to me, it's their best song. Like, I remember when the video came out and they were, like, in this maze and, like, all these men were popping up from everywhere. And we're just like, <laughs> I just love it. I just, like, I'm such a fangirl. Like, it's actually pathetic how much I love this song. And, you know, I might as well reveal it now. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that this was my number one. It's also my number one as well. Ah! <laughs> Also, can oh. we talk about, Rosie, you mentioned there about all the guys popping up. When I first saw Touch, I was flabbergasted. That is the clean word I'm going to use now for the sake of the podcast. Even though I, think <laughs> I was so shocked at how, you know, beat it was. <laughs> and it just wasn't even them at the time. And I was like, I, I couldn't, because Psycho had quite a firm control on them at the time. So it's like, did they film this independently? Did they approve this? And maybe it was the backlash they got from that, that forced Psycho to force them to be so safe. I mean, I loved it personally. Obviously, as a gay man, I'm like, the slightly the better. I'm living vicariously through you. But it was, it was shocking, but I loved it. I just loved it. And you're right, the end scene. Also, can I just say, I've actually seen Rosie in real life do that in packed bars where touch will come on and she'll be dropped on the floor doing the full choreography and slaying it. It's a must-see in life. Even at my at my birthday party as well. I mean, the only thing I would change about the whole touch thing is the very weird um, corset over the hoodie thing that Perry wore. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I didn't. I just... I mean, it was butters, but I still loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe she was trying to do the whole high fashion, you know. Yeah. She was trying to be like kind of vanguardish, but girl, no. I feel uh, like as well, I feel like with that video, they were testing the waters a little bit to see, okay, let's see how far we can push them and if the public will take it. And then obviously I think they got the backlash. So they pushed they it did. so far. That wasn't even a test. That was like, <laughs> tomb, let's go. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't remember the backlash, what happened. They it was when they performed it on um, X Factor, wasn't it? No, no, no. You're thinking of Shout Out to My Ex, where they... So uh, Shout Out to My Ex, you're wearing knee-high boots and leotard, and that got a backlash. Mm. But when Touch came out, it's like, oh, why are their pussies out? Why are they acting like they're in a gangbang? It was the most. Well, whatever, man. People need to get a grip. Like, 
exactly. Like, you I think have... some people think they're like fifteen-year-old girls, grown-ass women. Like, ugh, it really annoys me. But whatever, that's a conversation for another day. I think. Oh my god, can we have that conversation really quickly? Because I always feel like it's not a pop star's responsibility to parent a child, and I get they appeal to kids, blah 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 blah, but. Is that their problem as grown women or is that the problem of the parent? I mean, they say, oh, you know, a lot of the comments, the negative comments I see about the way they're dressed, it comes, oh, this is meant to be a girl, this is meant to be a group marketed at young girls. Who ever said, when have Little Mix ever said that their market is young girls? Obviously, their marketing, for me, from what it seems, they want to market themselves to, obviously, young adults and, and the gays, obviously. No, once they've never said we are marketing, you know, eight to twelve-year-olds ever. I think it's that common Britney Spears problem, right? Like you were seventeen when you first came. How old Perry? Sixteen. Like they were, they were children when they came out, and they were very much that kiddie group. But people can't give them space to grow as adults, and they're forever being seen as the kids that they came into the spotlight as. And I think that's the transition piece that's hard for people. And also that. I'm sure their fan base has grown with them. So, you know, if you think about it, if you were if you were 10 when they were on The X Factor, you're 20 years old now. You know, some people now that they're saying they're marketing themselves towards eight-year-olds, those eight-year-olds weren't even born when Little Mix came out. So that's not their market audience. I guess even like if Glory Days was the first point of where you understood them, you might still be 10 and now be 12, you know, or 13, whatever it is. Yeah, I get I mean, both it's not their problem at all. And let's let's remember Spice Girls outfits as well. I think people are very quick to forget, you know, we could see Melby's nipples in the wannabe video. It was banned in some countries because of that. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a big difference between anything Little Mix do versus Touch. I feel like Touch is the most out there thing that they've done. Like, even to me, shout out to my ex doesn't even compare to Touch. Like, let's not forget the dancers gyrating like half naked. It literally looked like a BBC special porn scene. Like, it was too much. Oh, I don't think so. No, okay. I think I think that sweet Wait, melody. Sweet, is, sweet melody has been their most, I think, risque video. If we think about the outfits and the dancing and stuff like that. We talk about Jade and that confidence because I really couldn't have imagined she would have done that in the past and she just fully owned it getting on the floor like the ass up and just even at the end like they killed it so we've detracted because i'm drunk i've drunk a pint of wine from uh, jade is just a goddess when I, I remember watching that video when i first saw her that that ass pop i just thought initially i was like oh my god like i felt a bit like "Ooh, this is a yeah. bit much <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's never too much when it comes to Jade. I mean, she's been my favourite since they were on The X Factor, and she's still my favourite today. Oh, talk about favourites. Well, Jade's my favourite, followed by Leanne, and then I would say Perry and Jesse are equally like third. Should? Uh, um, Jade for me, and then Jesse and Leanne. I'd say Jesse and Leanne are like level, but only for different reasons. I think Jesse's sick on stage, and I think Leanne's just got this whole glow up like going on this year. Um, normally I'd put them all equally and just Jade slightly higher, but I think this year Perry's kind of dropped off the radar a little bit for me. Uh, yeah. Are we talking in terms of everything or just specific things? I think just overall, really. Okay. okay. 
Jessie is my favourite, always has been since day one. Love her. I actually adore all three of them. Jade is definitely second, and then Leanne and Perry are joint third. But then sometimes I like Leanne more than Jade, so I just love all of them. I really do love all of them. And that yeah. never happens with the group, right? I never love them so much equally. Or, well, Jade is, Jesse might be up there, but the others I love. Cool. Well, we've nearly come to the end of the podcast, but before we sign off, can we just talk about the current rumours surrounding a couple of collabs that might be happening? So the first one is um, a Nathan Dawes collab. Um, so what do we think about that? Hold on, bitch. Yes. I didn't get my number one. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought I've done mine. You keep your number one. It doesn't matter what you lot think. I've done mine. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to cut an edit. Sorry. Um, Guys, I'm so wasted. I haven't drunk in a long time. Sorry, forgive me. I mean, this is all staying in. Fuck this all up. Anyway, uh, my number one, which I already regret now that I'm drunk, so I know I'm going to listen to once we get off this call, and it's I put no more sad songs at number one. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Wow. I just feel like, Shuj, it was really interesting hearing you talk about the breakup element, and I get that as well. But for me, whenever I'm feeling sad, I feel like, you know how they always talk about shout out to Mike being a happy breakup song? For me, no more sad songs. I put on when I'm feeling sad, and it's like a, the in between whilst you're depressed and listening to all the shitty, depressing ballads to before you get lit. It's like that, no yeah. more sad songs. Right, you're over, bitch. Because it's like, I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to sing it loud. Like, that's what the lyrics are. It's just about getting out your system. But also, it's just, acoustically, I just think, I don't know, there's something about it. It just always hooks me, no matter how many times I hear it. I think both of you sound great. Like you said earlier, the video is amazing. They look great. Um, Imagine if they did that video now, they'd look even better or whatever. But I just love it. And even when it's on tour, they're not even doing that much, but they're just being cute. And I love the... um, is it Jade and Jesse grind? Like, just these moments. I just love them. Okay, I'm bored now of speaking about no more sad songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go back. Let's finish, a, let's finish off quickly because this is over an hour now that we've been working wow. on. It's so, it. if wow. you are still with us, we're just going to quickly discuss some um, rumoured collabs. So, the first one is with Nathan Dawes. So, he's the one that did Head, head and Heart. Who? Who? Are you joking that you don't know who he is? I don't do that. Come again. Is that one? I'm a hot girl. I'm not saying. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Rohan, you need to you know listen to the charts so you keep yourself up to date. Who gives a fuck about the charts? Not me. They were number one for no, like that, about five weeks. It's a, it's a good song. Like I've, I don't know who he is. Emily K. It was Emily K. And Nathan Dawes. Was it called Nathan Dawes? He's <laughs> he's called Nathan Dawes. <laughs> Wait, who is he? An artist? I think he's a, like he's a, a DJ. Isn't he? Is he a producer? I don't know. Anyway, anyway he did like anyway, he did lighter as well. While, with... while Rohan figures out who this is. Wait, what's the song called? Ed why, when I type his name into Spotify, does it not come up? You're not probably not typing it correctly. Just put MDK. Anyway, Rohan, we're going to crack on with discussing this potential. Flag, okay. Right you catch yourself up. 
Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited for this one. Nathan Dorr has been doing some released some good tracks recently, all very successful. So um, if that's anything to go by, I think Little Mix collabing with him is I do know that really song, by the way. Sorry. Revy, good idea. And I'm very excited to hear it because we know it's going to be an absolute banger. Which one? Nathan Dawes. <laughs> I swear oh, to God. Oh, you're talking about Nathan Dawes. Okay. Yeah. That and is the, the song, by the way, is lit. And the, and the second one is um, Anne-Marie. What do we think about a potential collaboration with Anne-Marie? Yawn! I don't care for an Anne-Marie collab. I just think it's going to be dry. I know, like, she's big at the minute, but... I, Can you I name a single Anne-Marie song? Either of Th- you. 2002 is the only one I know. No, but that's only oh. good because she sampled like lyrics from all these like iconic pop songs. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I just yeah. think that Little Mix should probably be collabing with bigger artists at this point in their career, um, or artists that are new but are doing well, like Nathan Dorr. Uh, but Little Mix should be collaborating with BTS or Blackpink and getting the clout that they want. Or oh, Ariana, they should not be like. Oh, how are you going to go from Ariana. How are you going to go from Nicki Minaj to Anne Marie? Press the button, bitch. <laughs> I mean, gonna run out, it's going to run out of batteries. We, we're like dissing it, and then it ends up being an absolute banger. Which one, Anne Marie? It could be a banger, but who is she? Like, what? You're right. Get who out is she? Who is she? Did you find her? Um, I'm sorry, I'm really drunk, but can I just say, Little Mix keep themselves in the gutter. And this is my biggest frustration. And I think this is the misconception that they had between how much the label did and how much they underestimated that versus having to do it themselves at a, not an independent, but they're working with their management, obviously. RCA are a joke of a label, as we all know. They don't have the budget or the pulling power of Psycho. So with the collabs, it's going to be on par, right? Cause it's going to be based on personal relationship. Yeah. I mean, saying that they should be collabing with big artists, I've been saying for ages, I would love them. I would love for them. And especially when I heard Gloves Up, is to have Lady Leisha um, feature on Gloves Up because I love Lady Leisha. Um, and if you don't know who she is, Rohan or Shudge, please just watch her on YouTube because she is I mean, so, so sick. But does anyone outside of Birmingham care? You're gonna run out of batteries on that shade. Possibly. I mean, I I get it. Like my personal opinion, because I love Lady Leisha and I love her uh, too. FYI. Yeah, and um, I'm just thinking as well. Like, Jay goes out with Jordan from Rizzle Kicks, who presents "I Hate the Players." Lady Leisha is also a judge and don't hate the players. So there's that connection there. But I mean, this collab is. I want it for me and me only. It's just something I want in my life personally that I just had to out there in the universe on this podcast Maybe I think to the Birmingham day off the tour yeah, yeah. hopefully I mean you get I Storm think... you get Stormzy in London we'll have Lady Leisha <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have a Normani feature on Rendezvous <gasps> oh yes take note Little Mix and, and that could happen because isn't Normani like good friends with um, Leanne and Jade as well I think all the Fifth Harmony are really like you always see. Um, what's her name? One of them's always commenting on Leanne's. I know Normani. Like, is, no, I don't know if she's close, but 
she's had conversations and extended combos with Leanne. So that's probably their connection and the experience that they had, right? But also, where is Normani anyway? Where is she? But that's a whole different combo. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Join us again, hopefully soon, if we can be bothered to do any more. And thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some. That's some. I'm talking wop wop wop. That's some. Macaroni in a pot. That's some. Put your gloves up.